You know, living here in, in South Florida, I think we probably have all experienced the, uh, the penetrating sunlight of South Florida. About six months ago, I kind of got the pastors and staff together, and we decided to kind of close down the church. And it, was a, it was an afternoon. It was, a, it was the matinee showing of a new movie coming out, Superman movie called Man of Steel. How many of you saw it? It was awesome, wasn't it? I mean, it was an incredible movie. It was worth shutting down church for. And uh, we all went there, and we had a ball together, you know. And, and there was a lot of spiritual overtones in the movie. It, it talked about, you know, the father sending his son to this earth. And I kind of walked out of that movie all pumped up. I kind of walked out thinking, you know, we can be, you can be tough and tender. That's what Christ was like. That's what Superman was like. He was tough, but he was tender. You can be courageous and kind. And then I walked outside into that penetrating Florida sunlight from that dark theater, and it was like, wow, you know, I mean, it just blinded me. Simple daylight. It was like kryptonite, you know? And we've all experienced that, have we not? Being in a dark room or a dark place, going out in that sunlight, and, and initially you just back up. You want to put your sunglasses on and go back inside. And, and initially, our initial response is to resist the light. In the same way, regardless of your religious faith or belief, regardless if you're a Christian or non-Christian or call yourself a follower of Christ or not, we all, every single one of us, we all have the same human response when someone points out darkness in our lives. Don't we resist it at first? I mean, you kids that are here this morning, you know, and maybe some of you students are maybe back from college. When you know that 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 your parents are right. And they try to speak truth in life. What do you do? You resist it at first, don't you? You resist it. Your natural reaction is to resist the light. And we all do the same thing. It may be a friend, it may be a co-worker, it may be a boss or a teacher. And if they try to shine the light of Maybe a character deficiency, maybe a bad habit, maybe a dark place in our life. We resist it, don't we? And we might even begin to withdraw and retreat from the relationship. Now, men, your wife would never think of doing such a thing like that, right? Trying to maybe point out a, a character deficiency in your life, but let's suppose if she did... And regardless to how subtle she was, and some women are really good at this, our natural response is to do what? To resist it like kryptonite. Right, guys? And ladies, if your man was to suggest something is not quite right, no matter how well-intentioned he is or we are, your natural human response is to be defensive. And you might even withdraw and retreat from the relationship. You pull back. Whenever light shines into darkness, we resist it at first and we withdraw from the relationship. Now the interesting thing is, when God tries to shine light into our darkness, we do the same thing with God. We resist Him at first and we kind of withdraw from the relationship. I mean, in those moments when God is trying to speak truth into your life, might be a Bible verse, maybe it's a service, maybe it's a song that you hear, maybe it's a, a friend, a close friend, or a spiritual mentor, 
And the light of God's truth kind of tries to shine into our darkness. And in that moment, a strange thing happens. We kind of feel like God is our enemy. That God's angry with us. In that moment, we kind of stiff-arm God because the light kind of hurts our eyes. It wounds our pride. It convicts our soul. We resist the light and we withdraw from the relationship. Now, please catch this. That same God that said, let there be light in the creation story. That same God that said, let there be light in the Christmas story. That same God will constantly say to you, let there be light in your story. Let there be light in our lives and in our stories. You see, God understands that where there is light, there is life. And where there is light, there is the warmth of God's love. And when we resist the light, we are resisting God and life and His love for us. And the Apostle John, he made this point so clear in his gospel that I just read a minute to you. You see, John carefully examined the life of Jesus Christ. He watched his life. I mean, he was there with Jesus when Jesus, they found this woman caught in adultery and they brought her to Jesus and Jesus forgives her. John was there. He was there when they went to this man called Lazarus, this friend of theirs that was dead. And Jesus shows up on the scene and John's there. And Jesus brings Lazarus back to life. John was there. John was there when they crucified Jesus on the cross. He stood at the foot of the cross with Mary, the mother of Jesus. And he was there at the empty tomb with Peter. He encountered the resurrected and living Christ. And the darkness of the cross did not put out the light. John realized and discovered that Jesus is the light. Jesus is the source of life. And John, speaking of Jesus, sharing Jesus' word, he records this for us in John chapter 10, 10. Jesus is speaking, and he says, I have come. My purpose in coming is so that you might have, what's the word? Say it with me. Life. Come on, you can do better than that. I have come that they may have life and have it to the full. Have it to the max. You see, life is found in Jesus. He is the source of life. Life is found in Jesus because He is the light of the world. And He comes into our darkness to give us a meaningful life. And we may resist Him at first. We may resist the light. We may resist the truth about ourselves. We may withdraw from the relationship. But Jesus is still the light. He's still the source of life. You know, as I wrestle with John's words that life is found in Jesus because Jesus is the true light that shines into our darkness to kind of help us see the truth about ourselves. As I wrestle with those words, I cannot help but think about my relationship with my kids. You know, when my kids were little, and that was just like yesterday, um, when my kids were little, you know, I didn't hesitate to speak truth into their life. 
You know, I didn't hesitate. If I caught my boys, you know, picking the nose in public, I would say, Philip, Philip, son, you don't pick your nose in public. Just because your older brother Raymond picks his nose doesn't mean you pick your nose in public. And I wouldn't hesitate to speak truth into their life and into my daughter's life because I love them. I love them and I want what's best for them. But you know what I've noticed? As my kids have gotten older, I kind of hesitate. Now they're 31, 29, and 27. And, you know, sometimes I need to say, Philip, you're 27 years old. You're a married man. You shouldn't be picking your nose at church, you know? (laughs) But really, I do hesitate. Sometimes I see areas of their life that maybe concerns me. Maybe there's a a little darkness or selfishness or unforgiving spirit or or maybe it's the way they they talk to their wives and and there's a side of me that, that needs, that feels like I need to say something but I hesitate. Why do I hesitate? I'm afraid they might resist the relationship. They might stiff arm me. You see, here's the good news of the Christmas story. Jesus never hesitates. Jesus never hesitates. Jesus' love for us is so relentless that he doesn't hesitate from shining the light of truth into our darkness even though it might cause us to push him away and resist him for a time, even though it might cause us to reject him, he keeps pursuing us. He keeps pursuing you. He keeps pursuing us. He doesn't hesitate, even though we could resist him. He wants to speak truth into our darkness. He wants us to experience life and life to the full. You see, the amazing thing about the Christmas story is that God didn't give up on us. The amazing thing about the Christmas story, for hundreds of years, mankind continued to reject the light, continued to reject the truth. But God didn't give up. God was relentless. God continued to pursue us and to pursue us and to pursue us. And he wants to speak truth into your life right now and in my life. And so he chose. He chose to do something about it. He chose to send his very own son, the light of the world, Luke tells how the shepherds were attending their sheep in the dark of the night. And the angel of the Lord, this bright light, appears before them and said, Fear not. Don't resist the light. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that we, that, that will be for, what, how many people? All the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. Jesus is our Savior. He brings light and life to our lives. Verse 13, Luke continues. And suddenly he says, there was 
the angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth, peace among those, repeat this last part with me, with whom he is pleased. Did you get that? God's favor, God's pleasure rests upon you. He sent you and I a Savior. So please remember in those moments when you want to resist the light because maybe the way it makes you feel or or maybe it's calling you to some change in your life that you know is going to be difficult. Remember, when you resist the light and you kind of stiff arm God, please remember that God is never your enemy. He's your Savior. He is relentlessly pursuing you so much that he sent his own son to save you and to cons- constantly shine light. God's spoken word, logos, to speak light, to speak truth into your life so that you and I might truly live. Let there be light in my life. Let there be light in your life. Let the light of Christ shine in us. Can we bow our heads in prayer? You know, this year, many of you, many of you that sit here right now, this year you took the big step and you said, let there be light in my life. He said, you know what, I'm going to quit resisting the light. I'm going to quit resisting the truth. I'm going to quit resisting and retreating and withdrawing from a relationship with the giver of life, with the light of the world. And you said, let there be light in my life. You said, Jesus Christ, save me. And your life is being slowly just transformed and changed. Maybe this morning, right now, Maybe right now you need to pray that prayer and you need to say, let there be light in my life. Jesus, save me. Be my Savior. I'm going to stand in the penetrating light until my life changes. I'm going to stop resisting. Can you pray that prayer this Christmas Eve? Let there be light in my life life. Jesus, be my Savior. In a few minutes, we're going to give each of you an opportunity to light a candle. And by lighting that candle, you're joining us in saying, let there be light in my life. I hope that's your prayer this Christmas Eve. You know, Father, we are so grateful we're so grateful this Christmas for the reminder that you are, that your love is relentless for us. That you sent your one and only son to be the light of the world to save us from our sins so that we might live. And Father, this Christmas Eve, we pray for those among us right now. We pray for those among us right now that this Christmas Eve could be especially tough because maybe someone is missing from their lives. God, may you shine. May the warmth of your love shine in their light right now. 
Father, help us to embrace your Son. Let his light shine in our lives. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.